You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is one-on-one. It's Eric Shabbos. Uh, I have to think about which parsha this is. Parsha Svayikra, we hope. Parsha Svayikra, then we hope everybody is learning. And I'm here with Charlie Arari. We missed last week, and it's understandable because of what was going on in the world, what's still going on in the world. And Charlie, I really appreciate you taking time um, here for us. I guess, first of all, because you do have some avid listeners, we have people that care about you, and uh, we just want to make sure everything's okay with you, and hope you're feeling all right, first of all. Thank you. Baruch Hashem. We're, thank God, okay. And uh, I hope you're feeling good, and everybody who's listening is feeling good as well. And we should be zochah to always feel healthy and well, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. Right. I appreciate, Charlie, especially since as the days are advancing, more and more people that we know and more people that we love, we're hearing about being affected by it, and even to the point of of succumbing. So without putting too much of a power on our conversation, I think that it's important for us to continue. I think one of the things that we've discovered in our podcast and in our classes that there's been an incredible upsurge. There's been people who never even dropped in before who were part of it, who are listening, who are downloading. That's the reason one of the reasons why I have sort of been bugging you, Charlie, to to continue here. Because we've had hundreds of people who have listened to you before and uh, I don't really have any great answer. Uh, I don't know if any rabbi has come up with great answers. I've been able to answer specific questions like what do we do about Seder, what do we do about Tainus Bechorim, what do we do about hand-washing on Shabbos, what do we do about, but maybe you could give us a little bit of a, a big picture per, perspective uh, about where your, where your thoughts are here now, as we're a couple of weeks into this incredible time for Klal Yisrael, this incredible time for the whole planet. You know, I, I think of it the way, uh, I, when my kids were little, they used to go on the monkey bars in my backyard. And every once in a while, they would overshoot what they can do. And they would try to get around them across the bars. And invariably, some of them just weren't as strong as others. And I remember a couple of times, and I've had lots of monkey bar stories with my children. Um, and one, one of the times my kid went across the monkey bars and, and they were looking for me and they scream and I come running in. But they wouldn't let go because they were falling. And even though I was right underneath them, their brain was telling them to grip harder. So I'm there to catch them and they're gripping harder. And what's interesting sometimes is that you can almost see those little hands lose the grip and then they fall. Not because they're trying, because they can't hold on. And you almost wish they would have just let go earlier. It would have saved the pain. That's what's happening to us. We just love knowing everything. We just love knowing how the Kurdish who runs his world. We love figuring it out. We love to know that if you do this and then this happens, if you do that, then this happens. It, it pains us to not know because we can't be in control, even in Judaism. That's why like, you have people that say, like, if you do this, then you get this. And you go, okay, we love that. What's better than knowing that, like, if I just show up on this day and say these words, I'm going to get gold. And by the way, I'm sure there's an, I know there's an impact. 
course there's an impact. It's the core aspect of who we are. But to know it, to, to follow it down the seam, to order it on Amazon.God. Like we, we love these things and, and we're, we're desperate to like stand behind the Kodesh Baruch and watch him run his world so that we can control it. So this is what's happening right now. We are losing our grip. We have no idea. And then you go to the doctors and they have no idea. And then you go to the Nobody has an idea. Nobody has an idea. And the sooner we say, wait, I don't know if I'm supposed to know. Maybe the Kurdish Baruch who wants me to operate in my Dalit Amos and be the best that I can, think of other people, be more spiritually connected through empathy, then more physically connected through touch, and leave the global knowledge for the master of the world. And I think that's what's happening. I think we're seeing people lose their grip. And it's painful because we're used to pretending like we know. And we're used to going to our physical experts to navigate us through most of life. And now all we have is Avinu And I think that's what's going on right now. Well, um, I definitely appreciate what you're saying, Charlie. Um, I, I sort of have been taken back by many people who have come to me and not come physically to me, but have spoken to me and, and felt that these, this era is somewhat reminiscent to what was happening in, um, as, as the drumbeats of war in World War II were occurring and when news of what was happening to the decimation of European Jewry was occurring, um, where people cannot believe that, that the, the civilization was turning on, on its head. Um, and there was a struggle. What is happening? How is God allowing this to occur and of course, there it was very specific to his people, specifically to the Jewish people, what seemed to be uh, a, a, a continuous systematic decimation of the most vibrant, thriving parts of the Jewish life on the planet. And people wanted to know, even the, of course, the Jews in Europe, um, uh, the Jews struggled with trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and, and there, you can see in some of the writings of the Piasetsner, the famous uh, Rebbe of the, of the Warsaw Ghetto, uh, and even here in America, when you look at those writings in 1940, 41, 42, what is happening? What is going on? Uh, I think it, 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 I, I don't know if we can be critical for people who are trying to figure out what God wants, because they aren't just trying to be God. They're also trying to know what is the Derek besides the platitudes of Chuba? What is happening in terms of how I should react? Uh, sh- should I have more intense feelings of messianism, for example? A good rabbi friend of mine sending out messages lately about seeing this as possibilities of Mashiach and therefore encouraging his congregants to feel Mashiach more and to daven more for that. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with davening more intensely for Mashiach, but part of it is putting it into perspective. Again, you can be quite stoic, Charlie, and maybe that's inbred in, in with your personality and the strength that you've built up. But most people want to know what, what's happening now, is, is, is what is going on, and therefore, not only to calm their panic, but also to center and direct what the Rabbonus Hashem is. 
And yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm anything but stoic in this world. Um, I'm just getting at what's going on. And what's going on is the Rabbanu showing the world that he runs the world and that we need to let go of the grip of trying to control the physical world and trying to control the future and allow ourselves to believe that Hashem runs this world in a deeper way than we've ever done before. Allow ourselves the feeling of falling backwards into the hands of our Father in Heaven and not knowing what tomorrow brings. The need to know what tomorrow brings, that's not centering oneself. That never was. That's distancing oneself. We packaged it any way we want to package it. But we don't believe in Mashiach because it's... This isn't a new thing to strive for Mashiach. We're supposed to do this every day of our lives. We're supposed to look at a Pesach program and see the pool open and in the morning go, but I hope Mashiach comes first. Like, we're not supposed to go, oh, 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 because things are hard, I want Mashiach. But back when things were fine, like, whatever, can you come after the summer after I come home from the Bangladesh colony? But now that things are changing, we have a chance to reorient ourselves and go, oh, okay, okay, what does he really want from me? He wants me to wake up in the morning and dive in stronger. He wants me to learn more. He wants me to call that person and say, how are you doing? He wants me to dive for Mashiach. There's no question. What he doesn't want you to do, I don't believe, is when is this thing going to end? What's going to be with this? What's the latest hold of people that are passing away in Italy? Control. control. He wants us to stop and say, Ein almi l'smoch. Ella avinu shamayim. You can't determine What's going to happen manana? Here's what you got. You got a day. And if you're breathing and your lungs are working, you better say thank you better than you ever said thank you before. You know what you got to do today? You got to look at your husband and your wife and you got to be nicer to them. You got to look at your kids and you got to give them a bigger kiss. You got to dive in 10 more minutes. You got you to be, do what I want you to do, Hashem says. Let me worry about life in a month from now. You worry about life in a day from now. Dive for Mashiach, because that's what you're supposed to do every day of his life. Do the things that you know what to do. We know what to do. This isn't a chiddish. No one's going to be like, oh, tshuva, tefillah. And what's the third thing? Because I didn't hear it a million times. We know exactly what to do. And by the way, if we're being true to ourselves, we know what's wrong with our lives. We know when we're being passive aggressive to our spouses. We know when we're being short with our children. We know that we're flying through tefillah. We know that. We know we're not learning enough. We know we're not really being mitzap in the Yeshua because life is good enough. We know those things. It's just that life has been distracting us. The last thing we should be doing right now is being distracted by the future. It doesn't orient us. It makes us crazy. It takes the opportunity that we have to orient ourselves into the, the, the warm embrace of our Father in Heaven and makes us back to wanting to be in control of our lives. It's missing the point. What I'm suggesting is to be passionate. Oh, you better believe be passionate. But be passionate about the fact that all we have in this world is the Borei Alam. And And that's the most important thing, to rely on the rock of Hashem and to focus inward on how we can be better, not to focus outward on how we can predict the end of this thing. Well, I I don't know if I was actually saying predicting, but I I do believe... um... What, what you're calling for is, is is crucial, but I think there is two little points to balance. The first thing is um, the famous letter from Rifki Vager that has been circulating um, during one of the cholera, that he wrote during one of the cholera epidemics. 
And that is, and, and what you're saying is not a contradiction to it, but I think we need to embed it. He was saying that uh, it's important to actually be in a good state of mind, mm-hmm. to actually be happy. And, and in some ways, like you say, not to obsess over the numbers that are coming in every fast and furious, but maybe also to do stuff to get our mind off of this, to actually involve in the type of learning that isn't all about, like, everyone want, you know, a sheer about how a person under um, quarantine runs a Seder. Maybe do a sugya that has nothing to do with that, but just a fun sugya to do, or, or, or a fun thing to read. Uh, 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 take time off from the, your intense stuff and enjoy yourself about something, if you can, that's completely not even about even what you're talking about, which is you know, the, the firm belief in God. Just allow your brain to have some mental fun whether it's obviously the shadow of Corona is behind it, but I think you probably would join me in this, that finding chiseling out some time where it's not just chilling, but you're also thinking about something that's, that, that's fun and interesting, even though it's not necessarily happening today to, to, to preserve a sense of, uh, of love of life and humor through this, because we need humor. And, that would be, I think, something that I think would be important. And therefore, if somebody wants to have a conversation about, you know, the 51, uh, the 51 uh, pennant race, uh, when the Giants won the pennant, and wants to talk about that for 30 minutes and read about what all the players were like, good. Let's applaud that. Let's not get on his, let's not get on his case for Bittletera, because that's, that's what makes him feel good. That gives him a little bit of a relief. Would you uh, would you agree with me on that, or would you say, you know, uh, feel happy? Sure. No, no, of course I would agree. Listen, if you need to distract yourself, and distract yourself. Uh, yeah, if, if, if there's nothing else that's working, and the only way for you to feel happy is to distract yourself with things that are at less relevant, then go, by, by all means, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, you might not even realize, Charlie, that you need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all well for it. I, I'm all well for being happy. I'm all, listen, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sports enthusiast. Like, I get it. Like, I know when I was, I'm having a conversation with my son about what is going on on the free agency market in, in, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I totally get the value of for the first time sitting around at the table with your kids and like hawking over whether or not Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl this year, but with the Bucs. I'm all for it. Like, I, I'm, I'm not the. Fine with the Bucs? What? With the Bucks? Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's it's a whole tumult about what's going on with the Patriots. It's like a, it's a sugi into itself. But. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is something much more fundamental. I'm saying that when you, if you're not going to limit the stream of stuff hitting your brain, you're going to come out of this with Hashem's help, and you're going to say, I lost a chance to becoming a greater person. Our brains are, are geared to protect ourselves against danger. That means... If you're sitting in shul, and hopefully we'll get there soon, and you hear mazel tov on a birth, mazel tov on a shalom zacher, mazel tov on a bar mitzvah, so-and-so got engaged, and so-and-so is celebrating an 80th anniversary. Oh, and by the way, so-and-so passed away. The whole shul goes, so-and-so passed away? Because we are geared, our brains are designed to keep us healthy. So if you hear good, 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 bad, you go straight to the bad. It's how we're wired, That's right. unless you're going to override the system. Right now, people are worrying 
about things that they cannot control. You have non-medical professionals following what's going on in hospitals out of their state. They're not leaving their house. They have no idea what's going on. They're looking at numbers. It has no impact. They're washing their hands. They're not leaving their homes. Why? Because our brains are gearing us to survival and our brains are inclining us towards news that can connect to our survival. If you're not going to make a conscious effort to reduce the flow of irrelevant information, you're going to spend most of your time in anxiety and focused on this world. You're going to wait for the stimulus package and go, that's what's going to save my parnasa. You're going to wait for some doctor to go, we're turning the tide and you go, Baruch Hashem, medicine stepped up. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to miss the point. The point is, this is the time we can get closer in a real way. Not just blindly going through davening. Not like, no, today was no tachan on Friday. Today's a yuntif for most people. This is the first day where you don't say tachan for a month. The level of simcha that should be sweeping through Klai Yisrael today is no tachanun. Because I don't really like davening, but I do it because somebody told me if I don't, I'm going to get zapped. Now's the time where a Jew can say, I got no one else to rely on but my father. I got to deepen my relationship to him. I got to limit the flow of the thing that I can't control. I got to increase the flow of something that's going to bring me closer to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because the only thing that I can rely on is him. And if you miss it with too many distracting conversations and too many irrelevant stats in which we're never going to change, we're just going to go through this period of time and just increase our anxiety and miss the point, which is we have a chance to not only for ourselves, but for our family, deepen real, tangible faith. There is nothing more important in this world than faith. It is the bedrock of our rituals. It is the bedrock of our learning. It is the bedrock of our marriage. It is the sower we hand to our children. When we're on our deathbed, we're going to be the, the, the frumkite of our kids will be measured in proportion to the amuna that we pass down to them. So now is the Super Bowl of amuna. Don't, all I'm saying is don't miss it. That's it. Well, that's a great message, Charlie, and, and, and uh, I'm happy to hear it because it gives me strength as well. And we know Tzadik Be'emunaso Yichia, and that's obviously something we can live on now. I would just say one last thing since you mentioned, and I think it's important for the people listening here, is that we and you, I know, believe that this is something that will pass. Uh, it passed in those other countries. It'll pass here. It'll pass in Eretz Yisrael. And, and I think this, what, what you're getting at is that we're going to come out into a better world because we're going to have learned how to love without physically touching. We're going to learn to care without that. We're going to be learning how important learning Torah is. So the world that we're going to come out of when we crack this isolation shell, whatever it is, we're going to bring to it a stronger sensibility. You know, people were asking me about this the other day online, and I told them that, first of all, um, Chazal made a takana to be show b'chaveru b'sheh. Use God's name when you say hello to someone. Say, you, say the term for God when you're saying hello. 
That was a takana. When we see somebody, we're going to care about someone out there. You might be wearing a mask and he might be 20 feet away from you, but you're going to care for another human being more. And similarly, when a person goes through the harchokos of Nida between him and his wife, it strengthens their relationship later. They figure out what love really is. And we're going to figure out what, the, what our love for Kali Yisrael is even more. And I think Agreed. that a lot, Charlie, you're on the forefront of, of, of many institutions and people rely on you. I think what we're going to see, if people follow your advice and, and, and do what we're doing, we're going to see a, a withering away and a, 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 a breaking apart of, of these artificial little units that we're in. Because having to be alone here and having to be in our rooms is going to make us embrace in a greater way people in Claudius from like you mentioned in the last show about families. I think we'll come out of it and we're going to come out of it with a greater appreciation of each other and a, a, a true achdus, not just an achdus of lip service where we make sure to put everybody's brand on the bottom of the page. It's really going from, and that's the counterintuitive thing, from going inward and being removed, we're going to be able to now, when this shell breaks, I think to create an incredible aftus where the old ways of looking at things, even the old structures of Aguda, Mizrahi, whatever you're going to call it, those things are not going to mean as much at all. And I think what we're really going to be talking about, uh, this sounds messianic, but I think it's, I think it's real. I think it can happen. I think we're already seeing the beginning of that. Charles, thanks for your time today. Uh, I know you, I can see from your nodding that I think you agree what I'm saying is sort of Absolutely. And true. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. I know that please be in touch with us. Charlie, thank you a lot. I hope we'll be able to do this again next week. Have a great Shabbos. Your family should stay well. And uh, that's it for one-on-one with Charlie Rari this week. And, uh, We hope to be able to bring you more episodes. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.